And a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be listening to this podcast episode, this On the Board Sports podcast episode, I should say. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. We'll see. Uh, I'm traveling the country right now, watching both the Jets and the Islanders. I'm in Edmonton and was in Vancouver and Seattle the past couple of days, spent the new year uh, watching the Jets lose, basically getting eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, that was a disaster. And then the nightcap of that Islanders cracking at Climate Pledge Arena, one of the better venues to watch a hockey game with all the renovations that have been put into that place. And just been absolutely unbelievable. But well, let's start here with the Jets because I'm going to be honest with you right now. That was an absolute disgrace what I watched in person on Sunday at Lumen Field. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the worst performances that I thought Thursday night against Jacksonville a couple days prior to Christmas was awful, sitting in the rain. I thought that was terrible, but to what I saw on New Year's Day, yeah, that was that was an epic, epic fail. New Year, New Year, New Year, same old Jets, same old Jets, and I got to tell you, you know what, right now, if you were to tell me that this team would have been 7-9 and nine without even looking at the context of what transpired, I'd be happy with this. But when you look at the aforementioned context and seeing everything that's gone on with the way how Zach Wilson regressed throughout the year with regards to losing out on Elijah Vera Tucker and uh, Brees Hall in the Denver game. And just right after that, it's just been absolutely horrendous. It's been a horrendous showing from this franchise. And say what you want, I, I was around for 2000. I was around for 2008, 2000 with Al Grell. And Ray Lucas was starting quarterback for them for most of the time uh, then. And then you look at what happened in 2008 with Brett Favre being hurt. Not good, not fun. Uh, But this is a multitude of a mix of everything that's gone on with injuries caught up to them. You're really relying on players right now that that you think would be your backbone. They're not. I'm done with C.J. Mosley. I'm done with him. I don't care if he's a pro bowler or not. He's got to go. The act is dry at this point. Um, I look at you know what Robert Sala has done as a coach, and he's like a player's coach, but at that same point in time, you know, hearing some of these talking heads talking about it, and quite frankly, the way how the team's playing is a reflection on, on the head coach. What are we doing? You know, what are we legitimately doing? It's something that's not not right for the fans going out there supporting this team. Uh, this is going to be their 12th year in a row that they're going to miss the playoffs. And 
to be to be honest with this team right now, they have to find out who they are. They have to find out who they are going into this offseason. The Miami game is useless unless, you know, don't I don't want to hear about, oh, you know, they're going to get a top 10 pick if they lose and uh, all this other. No, this has been a roller coaster of a year. I don't care where they pick in the draft. Just build this team up right and get some, some sort of protection on this offensive line. But regardless, it's been an absolute disaster, an absolute utter disgrace to finish this year out for the New York Jets after going 7-4, and four, they lost five in a row. And we all asked for meaningful games. We did, as Jeff fans. We all asked for meaningful games. We all asked for the opportunity to be fighting for a playoff spot with this young team that nobody at the beginning of the year gave us any credit for. Well, the wheels came off as the year went on. And with the quarterback play of Zach Wilson struggling, with Mike White getting hurt, the offensive line's in shambles, you know, the defense being asked to to do too much. And seeing, seeing what I saw on Sunday, they looked like they didn't care. They legitimately looked like they did not care at all. Not one bit. Now I'm going to hear the, but well, you know, they, they do care. Yeah, you're right. From a tweet that I read, I don't know who it was from, but they had Mike White alone and he was like really dejected. All right, you can give me that. But for a Jet fan, it's just getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over and over again with this. You want to throw in, speaking of collapses, you want to throw in 2011, what Rex went through, losing out on that, uh, the, 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 the memory of Victor Cruz going 99 yards still literally scares me. You want to talk about 2015? Okay. Talk about 2015, Kemble Tompkins dropping a ball in a game in which they, the Jets were... Literally favored to win that game against Buffalo in week 17 up in Buffalo. Win and they were in. Nope. Another kick in the nuts. This year, uh, you can't make it up. But, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. And now, you look at the head coach. Like, we thought that we had a quarterback problem. Nope. This could be a head coach problem too. But for me, if... the right head coach isn't picked and the right head coach, I mean, Sean Payton, Payton, you're not going to go out there and and tell me that Robert Sala is going to get fired. If Sean Payton doesn't come along as, as crazy as that sounds. And the and another thing, the Jets were favored to win this game too on Sunday. Oh, oh my God! Always, uh. oh, they're favored. Oh, they're going to beat this. They're going to beat the Seahawks. Nope, they can't win in Seattle. 
Nope. Not the case. Oh, what what a dis what a disaster. What a disaster with this team. Can't make it up. But just to get back to it, you know, when watching this, I was there. I, the first drive, they went three plays, three plays for 73 yards in a minute and 35 seconds. The Seahawks did. Oh, the Jets are the best, one of the best defenses in the league. Nope, not, not on that. And they deferred. They deferred that. Geno Smith throws for over 4,000 yards, gets a million-dollar bonus. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, former Jet. Oh, oh, former Jet. Pete Carroll. It's the same story with this franchise. And I think Woody thinks that he's going to get – he's going to be making money on this too. And that's another thing, the, the fan base. How the hell do you charge for – $200 more. How the hell do you do that? You go from raising your ticket prices up $50 and then seeing this team being good, you're, you're automatically, oh, we got to do this for, you know, we got to raise ticket prices up another $200. What? After that performance, after them losing out five games in a row, we're all thinking of playoffs, and then this happens, and then, you know, we're going to get charged another $200 on our season tickets. Get out of here with that, man. I hope that if it does happen, if Sean Payton does come here and the Jets make it to the playoffs next year, then I'm going to say these tickets are worth it. But if it's going to be the same carousel, the same nonsense over and over and over again, I might give up my tickets. I might give up my season tickets if that's the case. I'm tired of this. I'm tired as a Jet fan, literally having to put up with the the uh, the same nonsense over and over again. Whether it's the quarterback, whether it's you know the head coaching carousel, can we at least have something nice? It, it's really it's getting it's getting frustrating. Uh, at that point in time. So I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to put it. We suck. It, it's just awful. I'm just tired of it. <sighs> Pardon me. Just wanted to blow my nose on that one. But regardless, it, it's just an atrocity. I don't even want to, you know, I'm just giving you my thoughts and feelings on the matter. But, you know. It's just a bad, and then Tyler Conklin at the end of the game basically said, you know, it didn't feel like a playoff like atmosphere for us. I know I'm, I'm inadvertently quoting here, but it's something along the lines like that. It's like, you know, it's a reflection on the coach. I mean, you can't go from a second year and then say, give me three, you know, you're, you're the head coach of this team. You're going to tell your owner, yeah, give me three years. Okay, you're statistically a top five defense. But you, you, you're telling me that all. Oh, you lost five in a row? Like that? Complete complete disgrace. Absolute joke. But 
what are you going to do? I, I, I just had it. I want to see what this team's going to do. I want to see what Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas have to do. Because this is a reflection on everybody. The coach, the quarterback play, you know, this offensive line sucking. Everything. Just not good. So, I, I don't know how else to say it at this point, you know. Really don't. Just, uh, just a bad, bad, bad time right now to be a New York Jet fan. And it's awful. But I can tell you what's not awful. The New York Islanders. The New York Islanders right now. Yeah, they won yesterday 6-2 to two against the Vancouver Canucks game I was there for. I thought the first period for them was a little bit slow. And the Vancouver Canuck team was just going out there, pelting them with shots and just outplaying them. And then the second period comes along. Lane Lambert switches the lines up a little bit. Puts Hudson Fashing with Andrews Lee and Brock Nelson. Anthony Beauvillier dropped down to the third line with Parise and Pajot. By the way, that's that's like the best line on this team. The Parise, Pajot, and whoever else plays on that right side. It, it just comes to play every single night. They just go out there and they play. They do what they got to do. And... They, they find ways to just be consistent. But the other guys that got to get hot, and it looks like they're getting hot right now. Barzell's finding it. He's been scoring goals. He's scored in two straight games. You're looking at the, you know, the fourth line. Atu Ratu scored. And say what you want about, you know, Matt Martin Ross. You know, it's going to be frustrating to talk about them. But... They produced on on Tuesday. Now they got to go up against the very dangerous Edmonton Oilers team who are fighting for a playoff spot at this point in time. And they started, you know, they started off the year a little hot. They came down. A friend of mine told me that, hey, you know, you're going to be going through streaking no matter what. You know, having to see, like, you're going to win five in a row. You're going to lose four in a row. You're going to win five in a row. And that's the way how it is. So, you know, having said all this right now, Ilya Sorokin has been playing unbelievably well. You know, this guy's going to be a Vesna finalist, I feel, when it's all said and done. And at least maybe in the top five in the discussion for it anyway. Guy's a stud. And then you look at, uh, you look at others that are on this Islanders team, too, that are hurt. Samuel Varlamov has come back. Maybe you see Cal Clutterbuck come back. You might see Kyle Palmieri come back. But the bottom line is right now, if you're winning games like this with Hudson Fashion finding a way and with Aturatu playing his game, and by the way, Casey Zizekas playing on that first line, having Barzi on the, on the wing with Josh Bailey, I mean, let's face it, Josh Bailey, it is what it is, but you want to see Josh succeed. And, you know, rightfully so. It's it's something that you want to see. You want to see Barzy score these points and get these goals and assists and all that. If it's going to conduct to, you know, win, other guys have to show up in the process. You know, to end off the year, they were right there in the thick of it as far as winning games, beating up on a Pittsburgh team 
that was like winning games left and right. And then finding, you know, finding a way to beat Columbus. And then Seattle happened. And I've noticed this with the Islander fan base too. It's like, as I'm watching this, when you're winning, it's good, but you hear the rumblings of these of, of the fans from the players, about the players. And when you're losing, it's the sky's falling down with this fan base and all of that. So maybe this team finds a way to pick themselves up because they're going up against teams that are going to want to be in the hunt for a playoff spot in their respective conference, whether it be Edmonton tomorrow night, whether it be, you know, Calgary the following night on Friday. It's going to be a tough, tough matchup. But that's something that you want is you want to see the Islanders just go out there and try and compete. So we'll see. We'll see what happens as the season progresses uh, for the New York Islanders. But right now, they're in a playoff spot. At the end of this day, you got to be happy about it. And I'm happy about it. So I'm just going to leave it like that. Guys, thank you again for listening in. It's just a little quick recap. Uh, By the way, just want to talk about British Columbia and the Pacific Northwest. If you guys haven't gone, this is a free advertisement. Go. Go to Seattle. Go to... Vancouver, if you have the opportunity to, just just go. You you'll you will love the Pacific Northwest. It's different. It's small. It's quiet for a city for a big for a big city. And I'm going to say this right now, like Vancouver, like on the waterfront, reminds me of Manhattan. It has that feel of it. So just go out. Enjoy it, and don't look back. All right, guys. It's been a long day for me. Uh, These next two days coming up are going to be probably crazy or even crazy long, too, but we'll see uh, what happens there. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Stay safe out there wherever you may be, and God bless. Peace out.